0: I'm rockin' noise, man. Always got a rock, always that's a signal. I'm rocking noise, man. Bird up, I'll be rocking with the broncos. I'm rocking noise, man. Uh-huh. Hey. Always got a bark, always that's a side roll. I'm rockin' noise, man. You see, I'll be rocking with the broncos. What's going on, Broncos Country? It's Monday, December 3rd. 30th, 2019, and you're you're listening to the last Orange Weekly post-game podcast of the season and of 2019 and of the decade. This is Tanner Lee here alongside Jeff Ryan. We took about a two-week hiatus, but we are back. Jeff, what is going on?
1: Not too much, Tanner. Good to be back with you, and I apologize to Orange Weekly fans out there for us uh, jumping ship the last few weeks. We just had other things going on in our lives, so... I'm sure, you all understand. it was it's tough, tough to with the tough,
0: here. tough with the holidays last week after the Detroit yeah. game, and the week before there wasn't a lot to recap really with the Kansas City game.
1: Uh, nope, nope, there <laughs> sure wasn't. I don't think anybody would have missed anything.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. But we are ready to break down the game that happened yesterday, which saw the Broncos beat the Oakland Raiders in their last game as the Oakland Raiders by a score of 15, of sixteen to fifteen. So, uh, proving the Broncos' final record to seven and nine, and with the tiebreaker scenario, I believe they finished second in the AFC West. Uh, pretty incredible to think how far this Broncos team really uh, came to where they were midway through the season. I mean, uh, they kind of finished pretty hot, winning their four of the last five, and the Drew Lock era starting out uh, with a four and one record
1: yeah it, it really was a nice finish to the season. I mean, we were sitting there at three and eight um, with Drew Locke coming into play against the Los Angeles Chargers and you know, we had all hoped that we would finish the season strong. Um, and I think in our minds, this four and five record was the best thing, probably that could have possibly happened. None of us actually probably thought that that would necessarily happen, especially with road games at Houston and at Kansas City. Um, I didn't see us winning one of those, um, and yet we did in blowout fashion against Houston. So a really nice way to finish the season and a lot of things to look forward to going into next year.
0: You you hit the nail on the head right there. A lot of things to look forward to. I think Broncos country, for the first time really since Super Bowl 50 season, I think we can go into the next offseason being very, very excited. Um, I think, you know, we've talked about this many times just needing to find the answer at the quarterback position. I think the Broncos finally have that answer for that question, at least for the foreseeable future. And Drew Locke, really impressed with him these last five games. Sure, he had – the outing at Arrowhead, which was not that great, but that's expected in a rookie quarterback. Uh, I really liked what I saw these five games, including yesterday when he went 17 for 28 for 177 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. He went his final two games without turning it over at all, which I thought's a huge um, plus in his progression. Um but, but besides just Locke, I mean, you got the young offensive core of Phillip Lindsay, who now, as of yesterday, had 53 yards on 18 carries, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, first undrafted rookie ever to do that, first Bronco running back since Clinton Portis to do that, fourth Bronco running back in team history to do that, alongside Clinton Portis, Terrell Davis, and Bobby Humphrey, um... And then, of course, you got Cortland Sutton, who had a breakout year this year, solidifying himself as the number one option going forward. Young rookie uh, tight end Noah Fant. Young uh, rookie offensive lineman Dalton Reisner, just to name a few on the offensive side of the ball, to go along with a really good defense that we'll be adding Bradley Chubb back, lost him in game two this year, adding Bryce Callahan, who we didn't see any at all this year. And then um, we'll see who they re-sign. As far as uh, personnel, but um, yeah, thoughts on the excitement going forward for Broncos country?
1: Uh, well, you you nailed it all on the head there. I mean, every every piece you talked about there is going to be huge uh, piece to bring back next year, and and the biggest thing that you know is the obvious statement that that we've touched on um, each of the last few weeks is the fact that when you find your quarterback, everything becomes so much easier, and we have done that. <laughs> five games into his career, again, none of us are going to sit here and make predictions for his success down the road. Um, But the fact that we can go into an off season saying, okay, this is our guy. We don't have to worry about picking up a veteran to maybe replace our starter in the off season. We don't have to worry about who the heck our second and third string is going to be. We don't have to worry about, you know, you know, is this is this first-round quarterback going to be worth taking or not? You know, all those things we don't have to worry about, which makes building your team so much easier. Um, and so give Drew Locke a lot of credit for that because um, even though he had a lot of potential and a lot of hype as a high second-round pick before he started, you still never quite know what you're going to get. And so um, for him to, to step in his role and perform is just really awesome. And I, I think the thing I'm most impressed with, by him is, you know, he's he hasn't been putting up the, the Mahomes-type stats in five games, the Lamar Jackson-type stats in five games, and that's okay. What he's done is he's thrown the ball incredibly accurately. He's throwing it all over the field to multiple different receivers. He's gotten Deshaun Hamilton involved recently, which is nice. I give Scangarello some credit for putting him more into the offense. He's putting the ball into his playmakers like Sutton and Lindsey um, and he's making a very depleted offensive line look pretty good by getting the ball out quick. He's very calm. He doesn't seem like there's too much pressure on him. And those are all the qualities I want in a franchise quarterback. So I'm excited.
0: No doubt. And I think, there. I mean, just look at the postgame comments from some of his teammates, just raining endorsements. Uh, Von yeah. Miller saying, you know, next year's going to be our year. We're done with this losing. We got a great quarterback. We got a great this and that. Chris Harris saying, you know, they asked him, you know, he's, of course, all Broncos country knows he's going to be a free agent. Um, but he's saying, you know, the emergence of Drew Locke makes Denver that much more appealing to come back. Uh, sure. Derek Wolf said he'd love to retire as a Bronco, and he made good comments about Drew Locke, and so did Shelby Harris. So I think that's a big testament to the kid. You know, his teammates are behind him. They, they want to roll with the guy, and I don't think, same could be said for Paxton Lynch, who was a first-round pick a couple of years ago.
1: No, oh, not not at all. Um, the difference in in those two quarterbacks is very stark. It's uh, it's pretty funny to think um, just how different they really are. But but great points. It's it's awesome to have a locker room that is excited after years of just no excitement, no direction. Um, you know three or four years of feeling like the locker room could fall apart at any moment. And now it feels like, man, we got, we got something cooking.
0: And don't you just love how you can honestly tell that drew Locke just loves to play football. He's out yes. there having fun. Uh, the video went viral of him dancing and singing on the sidelines to I put on by young Jeezy yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's cool. The kid has swagger, but yeah, he is having fun out there and that's what it's all about. I just, and I think that, uh, reflects and is contagious to his teammates.
1: I completely agree. We, we haven't, we haven't seen this, um, at the quarterback position for Denver in a long, long, long time. Um, even Peyton Manning, as great as he was, didn't have this kind of a personality. I mean, I, I'm not going to, I don't even want to compare them to because they're not even, they're not even still our quarterbacks, but I'm just saying in the entirety of our franchise, um, Outside of Peyton Manning, in terms of his just sheer knowledge of football, I don't think we've had a guy that has brought this much enthusiasm to the Broncos other than John Elway at the quarterback position.
0: Yeah, and you you would have better knowledge than I do because when I became Broncos fan, it was Kyle Kyle Orton was quarterback. But you know, I see a lot of comparisons to him, and we've talked about this on the podcast comparisons to him and Jay Cutler. I could see a little Mm -hmm. bit of that confidence and that swagger, but he seems like such more of a likable guy than Jay Cutler. Uh,
1: Yeah, and and it's so um, much—it's so much different than Jay in terms of his his love for the game. Like Jay, Jay, I think loves himself. (laughs) And good point. uh, Yeah, that's well put. Bet Mm -hmm. on himself more than more than the team necessarily. and I don't know, we had a team that was similar to kind of what the Browns are going through now, where we had some big egos then with uh, Jake Cutler thinking he was, was all that. And Brandon Marshall, who was kind of a head case. And um, there's a reason that team was going eight and eight most years. So um, I love, I love having a guy that, like you said, just loves playing football. He loves his teammates. His teammates love him. And not only that, he's pretty dang good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm very excited to see what the future holds for Drew Locke and the Broncos' offense overall. Um, Going back to the game yesterday, um, a lot of guys could be up for getting uh, game balls, but uh, who gets a game ball on the offensive side of the ball, in your opinion?
1: Well, um, I'm only going to give one, um, and it's different and what Fangio gave out, but I'm going to give it to Drew Locke just for, like you said, he finished his last two games without throwing a pick. He was very in control of the game. I thought he was our best-looking offensive player, even if he super flashy. Mm-hmm. Um, i give mine to Locke.
0: I'm going to give mine to uh, Deshaun Hamilton, player who's really I like Really, come on um, towards the end of the year. Yesterday he had uh, five catches for 65 yards. Um, yeah, really, ever since Drew Locke got inserted into the offense, He's really emerged as a uh, as a good target for the Broncos. And um, it'll be interesting to see because I still would like them to go get one more speedy wide receiver. Um, this draft is loaded with wide receivers. Uh-huh. I would love to see Oklahoma CD Lamb fall to 15th. I don't know if he will or not. Or uh, uh-huh. Jerry Judy from Alabama. Either of those guys uh-huh. paired with Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. And no fan, even Deshaun Hamilton it would just be awesome. But, It'd uh, yeah, it would be scary. Yeah, would. But uh, I'm I'm gonna give him my game ball in offense. Uh, how about the defense? Like that how about the defense side of the ball?
1: Well, definitely Shelby Harris uh, is getting my game ball with that that game winning uh, bat down. Hunter Renfro was wide open in the end zone there, which would have completed the two point conversion and given uh, Oakland their last victory as an Oakland Raiders team. So I'm really glad not to see that happen.
0: <laughs> and I believe that was his us. tenth or eleventh. Uh, batted down pass which leads the uh, NFL for defensive alignment
1: That's incredible. That's an incredible stat. I mean he makes you big tell plays he, he works on he that he makes yeah. big
0: plays when they're needed. Yep. Um, and what um, and as far and he's up for free agency. Um mm-hmm. and looking at the instruct, unrestricted free agents on the defense side of ball you got Chris Harris Jr. Derek Wolf, Justin Simmons, Will Parks, Shelby Harris, and Adam Gotsis. Any of yeah, those guys of, you would like back?
1: <clears throat> well, ideally I'd like them all back. I, I think I think the priority will definitely be Justin Simmons, and I, I know that I've heard us uh, most likely franchise tagging him. And the fact that we couldn't get a deal done at the end of the season tells me that will probably happen. Um, yes. You know, I don't know. I mean, but that's just, I would say that's most likely scenario there. I definitely want Will Parks back. Um, he's not an unrestricted though. Correct. He's,
0: he is unrestricted.
1: He is unrestricted. I definitely, we definitely need to get him back. He's going to be, he's going to be asking for a lot of money. I think
0: they can get him cheaper than maybe they can here in the next few years. Um, I think he loves, I mean, he's been on record. He loves Denver. Him and Justin Simmons are tight. They are best friends. And if, if, if they can help it, they really want to continue playing on the same team. So yeah.
1: I think the hardest thing, obviously, I mean we I would love to have Shelby Harris back too. I think the hardest thing, of course, is going to be saying, can we even get one of Chris Harris or Derek Wolf if not both and if and and I don't even know if we're gonna be able to get both of them. I do think this team is probably we're going to see some shift in the strength of this team, not go away from the defense because I've been incredibly impressed with what Fangio has done with this defense, considering all the holes that it has and all the, all the uh, injuries that it has gone through this year. We've still been a, a very good defense. However, this league is offensive driven for the most part. And, you know, there's no doubt you have to have a very solid defense. That's why we won Super Bowl 50, but we're at the point where we finally maybe have a quarterback, um, we've been a bad offensive team. It would not shock me if we don't sign all those guys that we would love to see signed and go more spending on the offensive side of the ball.
0: Yep. Um, and I, you know, I, I would love to have all those guys back. Maybe not Gotsis. I don't know. I mean, he, he could probably get them for pretty cheap, but mm-hmm. um, I just have a feeling they're not going to be able to get both Wolf and Harris out of Wolf. Harris Jr. and Shelby Harris, I think they could probably get two of those three back, but it yeah. might be tough getting all three. Now, I hate to say it, I, I think we might have seen Chris Harris Jr. play his last game in the Orange and Blue yesterday.
1: I, I agree, and I unfortunately I think that's going to be the biggest loss <laughs> because as much as I love Derek Wolfe and I want him to finish his career, a shutdown cornerback is hard to come by. There is nobody out there this offseason that I know of that will be able to replace Chris Harris. Um, and we don't even know what Bryce Callahan is going to be for this team, if he's going to be healthy, if he's going to be what he was with the Bears. So I don't know. It's a big risk. I, In my opinion, he's the one guy that I would want the most back. But I get the sense, too, that I feel like his last days as a Bronco have been had.
0: Well, it's interesting, too, because he – Honestly, at least compared to the last few years, he probably had his worst year, and he'll he yeah. he'll even be the first to admit that, and that's what makes it tough, because he's going to want tons of money. I mean, Marcus Peters, I believe, with the Ravens, just got three years, either 42 or $45 million. Um, wow. Chris Harris probably going to want that, if not more. Yeah, um, that just might be tough to do. But
1: um, no, I agree with you. Well, but it's be hard
0: on the offensive side of the ball, unrestricted free agent wise, all you got is Devontae Booker, Connor McGovern, and then special teams is uh, long snapper Casey Kreider. So I don't know if they'll want to be, bring McGovern back. I think it's safe to say Booker's probably gone.
1: Yeah, I don't know why he's honestly on the field when he is, but and I don't either.
0: <laughs> but yeah, but uh, yeah. I don't know.
1: I- McGovern is interesting because if you don't keep McGovern, you in my opinion now I know that Jawan James, we signed him to a lot of money, but I I would say that was maybe our worst free agent signing in the history of the team.
0: <laughs> well and, and and um one of my friends who is a friend of yours as well, he's a Miami Dolphin fan, he told me that right when the signing happened. He said, The guy can't stay oh, yes. healthy. I was like, yep. Oh great. So uh Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I think <laughs> I think the Broncos look to get some offensive line help at, at pick 15. Um, there's a good tackle from Iowa that could be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's projected third or fourth tackle, though, and that's crazy saying you might be three or four tackles deep by pick 15. Um, there's yeah, a center crazy. from Wisconsin that uh, could be there, or should be there at 15. He might be there even late in the first round, early mm-hmm. second round. So there's this is definitely an offensive line and wide receiver heavy draft. Um mm-hmm. And there's always free agency, which uh, the Broncos are going to have a lot of money to be able to make some moves. Yep. So it's, it's, it's going to be another interesting offseason for Broncos country for sure.
1: It, it will. Um, and I think I think the focus has got to be on the offensive line and probably the defensive secondary. I would love to get a, a speedy number two wide receiver to pair up with Corland Sutton. But I think you even find that in the third round, like you mm-hmm. said. Yeah. Um, And I, Garrett Bowles has to be replaced. I, I can't, (laughs) I can't do it anymore. He's a great person, I think.
0: Oh, great story. Great, great story. But I mean, how big was that personal foul yesterday?
1: Oh, it's about
0: cost the Broncos the game.
1: It it did. It almost did. And it's kind of defined his career as a Bronco. Um, He's, he's not very intelligent. I mean, I just have to say that he is not, he does not get the game of football, um, he doesn't understand when being aggressive is good and when it's bad. He's he's made some strides here and there. I think Munchak has probably helped him quite a bit, but he's he still looks just like a lost puppy out there. And we we got to cut ties. He's he's hurting us big I mean, time.
0: I mean, Brandon McManus needs to make that kick no matter what, but it should have been a lot easier of an attempt than it was.
1: Um, yeah, and-, and I would love I would love to know what. Fangio and his comments there were um, before he decided to go with McManus on I, that. I kind play of tried to read his lips. Yeah.
0: Um, I think he was asking him. I don't, I don't want to speculate because I'm not the best at reading lips, but I think he was kind of asking him how confident he was to go out and nail that kick. And I'm pretty yeah. sure Brandon said, I'll make it, you know, or something along those lines. Because mm-hmm. Fangio's reaction after you miss is just like. Ugh, you gotta be kidding! <laughs> gotta be kidding me!
1: I know. I think if we're in a playoff contention and we're playing for seating, there, I bet we punt. Yeah. Um. But I think with with what the situation was, yep. I think Fangio yep. thought let's just go win the game. Yep. It wasn't that bad of a kick.
0: No, it um, wasn't. But and he but actually had a pretty solid year overall. He but. did.
1: He did. But I I texted you this, and when McManus was complaining after not getting that yes. record kick against the Chargers, yep. you know, acting like a big baby on the sideline. <laughs> I just don't want to see that out of a kicker. Oh, you should I mean, never see
0: that, ever.
1: No. no, really out of any player, but especially a kicker. And, and so when you do that and then you, you know, expect to come in the game in the big moment like you did yesterday and then you miss, I it's a bad look.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I'm still surprised by why we're talking about special season. I'm surprised we never... Brought in, uh, we're at, well, we brought in punters, I guess, to travel. I'm surprised Wadman lasted all year.
1: I, I am too, Tanner. But is it also a little bit scary that he had the game of his career? I think yesterday.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so he's probably he's probably good to go next year. So, <laughs>
1: mm. no, I I think we will definitely look at bringing in a new kicker. And if we don't, I'll be shocked. But but he did. Yeah, I mean punter, punter, best game.
0: You said bringing a new kicker. Did you mean bringing the best? Punter. New punter, sorry, okay. sorry, okay. sorry.
1: Nope. Yeah, new, yep. new punter. Thank you, thank yep. you for the question. New. I think we will bring in a new punter next year. However, uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what happened yesterday because he actually looked looked good, but I that's another position we need to refill.
0: Mm-hmm. It's gonna be. I mean, there's interesting offseason.
1: It, it will be. I mean, there's as as much excitement as there is around the team. There are still a lot of things to shore up, and we're not one year away. I mean, this is, this is still going to take time. However, I like the fact that at least looking into next season, I think we will be competitive from start to finish.
0: Yeah. I think, I think there's, you know, I don't think there's any reason not to believe that, uh, we could be compete for the wild card. Now yeah. so when to win ASC West, we're going to have to figure out how to beat Kansas city. It's just, that's just yeah. how it's going to be for the next decade. Um, yeah. unfortunately, uh, you know, we, we, we proved were proved are right there with the Raiders. They're a young team too. That has a lot of potential, but we're right there. And, I don't know what's going to happen with the Chargers. I think we I think Phil Rivers last game as a Chargers quarterback was yesterday. I think he he made it known he wants to play, he doesn't want to retire. I think he'll be in a different uniform next year, which is going to be weird. Um that's just my opinion. But um so I don't know what to expect out of the Chargers. But uh the Broncos are right there and it's weird it's weird when you put it in these terms that this is our fourth year in a row we didn't make the playoffs and we had a losing record, but yet it just feels like it's okay, and there's excitement and optimism, which wasn't the case the last three seasons before that.
1: Oh, no doubt, and I mean, at the start of the season, it, this felt like a year that the Broncos were on track to win three or four games. Um, and so to win seven and win four of your last five, um, I know the opponents weren't spectacular, but L.A. has a pretty good defense. Houston was a very good team in the playoffs. Um, and Kansas city blew us out, but, um, but I, but no, I think the optimism, I don't think it is unbiased or stupid optimism going into this year. I think it is very realistic. Yep.
0: I agree. And,
1: uh,
0: yep. Uh, and, and the decade for Broncos football is over as it's 2020 here in two days. That made me do a little research, pretty good overall decade for the Broncos really, um, they end up with a record of 89 wins and 68 losses. That includes postseason. Two Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl win, Super Bowl 50, of course. Five playoff appearances, five AFC West titles.
1: Yeah, not bad. No, not bad. Could be, at be all. a lot worse.
0: Yeah. Um, definitely started out the decade hot after a horrible yep. year in 2010. Um, 2011, we've mentioned it many times, it was 8 and 8, somehow won a division, won a playoff game. Um, But uh, then after that, Peyton Manning came, changed the franchise for the next four years. Then it's kind of been uh, kind of downhill after that. But like I said, I think we got some good momentum going heading into next year.
1: No doubt. And those four years, I mean, uh, they can't be replaced. I I would have loved to see many more of those years with Peyton Manning as a Bronco. but, uh, But what we had within those four years was incredibly special and um, four years, I'll never forget as a Bronco fan. I mean, they're my favorite four-year stretch of Broncos football I've ever seen. Yeah, um, you know, in my lifetime. So it's it's all the bad that we've seen the last three and a half years, three four years. Uh, um, those four years made it all <laughs> completely worth it. Yep. Yep. So, good things to look forward to.
0: And here's an interesting list since we are kind of are wrapping up not only the season but the decade of Broncos football on this podcast. Uh, Cody Rourke, who is a uh, host of the Locked On Broncos podcast, he came out with his all-decade team a few days ago on the offensive side and defensive side of the ball. I'm going to list off position by position who he has on that team, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. Okay. On the offensive side of the ball, his quarterback is, of course, Peyton Manning he's got two running backs Nosha Moreno and C.J. Anderson three wide receivers Demarius Thomas Emmanuel Sanders and Eric Decker tied in is Julius Thomas left tackle Ryan Clady left guard Zane Beatles center Matt Paradis right guard Chris Cooper and right tackle Orlando Franklin uh, any thoughts or changes you'd make to that all decade team on the offense side of the
1: bowl no I mean those guys are all pretty much from those successful years but that's that's doesn't surprise me i mean you know uh, you could argue these last two years that Fitz Lindsay could maybe sneak into that over no moreno but um but it's only been two years so i don't know i would agree with that i think that's pretty fair
0: you know you know i almost would put will smg over no yeah. moreno
1: yeah i like that and he was a, a lot, short actually.
0: stint for the broncos but he's pretty darn good those two years
1: he sure was. Yeah. He, he was an impact player for us those few years.
0: And um, tight end, I think it was the right pick with Julius Thomas. But, um, you know, I, now I'm, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, yeah, Jacob Tammy, probably not.
1: Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who you put above Owen Daniels,
0: maybe. Yeah, probably Julius Thomas, even though he was kind of a one year wonder, but he was really good that one year. So. <laughs> Uh, But I thought as far as offensive line and everything, he got that on the head. And I thought Demarius Emanuel and and Eric Decker made sense. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Wes Welker only played two years and one year was really good. One year was so-so. So, so, Mm -hmm. I like that. On the defense side of the ball, uh, outside linebackers, Von Miller and Demarcus Ware. Then on the defensive line, he had Derek Wolfe, Terrence Knighton, Malik Jackson, Inside linebackers Danny Trevathan and Brandon Marshall, strong safety TJ Ward, free safety Darian Stewart, cornerback Champ Bailey, slot corner Chris Harris Jr., and other cornerback Akib Tlaib.
1: Yeah, Akib Tlaib, definitely worthy of being in there. I like the Champ Bailey and Chris Harris picks, though. If you had to pick two, those would be my guys as well. Um, I think the only other guys to consider um, uh, would be, honestly... Justin Simmons has been on this team long enough now to where I would maybe think about putting him in there.
0: Over um, Stewart or Ward?
1: Well, I mean, the reason Ward gets that pick is because he was on such a winning team and he was great. I loved him. I absolutely loved him. Um, and Darian Stewart came in at a time too, right for that Super Bowl season, and then um, played a big role a year after. But. Uh, I mean, Justin Simmons has turned into a star for this defense, and uh, I'm not saying those guys don't deserve that. I, I think it's also a very good selection. I just would have to at least think about Justin Simmons.
0: It's crazy to think all those guys except Champ Bailey were on the Super Bowl 50 defense. Shows you how special that defense was. Or actually, it no, is. Terrence Knighton was not on that defense either, I don't believe.
1: Correct. He was on yep. the 2013 That's right. defense. That's right, yep. Yes.
0: But, but um
1: uh, i think that's pretty fair that's pretty cool
0: list how about how about Doomerville? yeah but he, i mean he only played 2 years of the decade as a bronco but
1: yeah cuz most of his good years were before 2010 True. but True. but mm-hmm. um definitely a list definitely a guy worth but, considering that
0: i don't think he makes the list but i think he's honorable mention i think he's probably yeah. close yeah but um yeah I, I don't really have i don't really have to uh too many yeah too many arguments there I pretty much agree with that no I
1: think he pretty much nailed it on the head yep special teams of course uh, Brandon McManus
0: even though Prater was solid man
1: he was good oh man I don't know how how many years how many years was uh, because let me think about that I'm going to look it up who who was our kicker for the 2013 Super Bowl I
0: think it was Prater I'm going to look it up right now but, I think you're right. Dude, he was he was pretty darn I think I'd take Prater. Would you? Um
1: He was good. He played he for the Broncos
0: good. from 07 to fourteen.
1: All right. Boy, that would be tough. I agree. I mean that he was he was stinking good for us.
0: Yeah. He uh I mean we cut him in twenty
1: fourteen.
0: Um after his four game suspension he, for violating the NFL's substance and abuse policy.
1: Yeah. I'm glad he's you know his life together since then is and has stayed in the league. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he never finished out his four-year contract he signed in 2012. So mm-hmm. but he's been solid for the uh, for the Lions. Then punter is uh, Cole Quitt. Yeah, he's yep. still he's still pretty solid in the league today. So
1: I don't know who you'd give the punt returner to. <laughs> it's
0: honestly probably Trenton Holiday.
1: I was thinking the same thing. Even though he a fumbled a lot, but. Us.
0: And the kick return, he probably is too. Even though I like what Spencer did this year, and Omar Bolden had moments, but
1: yeah, I think Deontay Spencer deserves a lot of credit um, on this team. I he filled a role that has not been filled by this team very well, as we're just talking about. And for him to make no mistakes is all I care about out of that position. And he made no mistakes, yet, really. And he busted a couple big runs, nothing huge, but. Uh, I was really impressed with him.
0: No, he—he he was. Uh, I think they finally found a stable, consistent returner, which has been a pain for the Broncos for many, many years. So, yeah. But uh, well, man, what a what a weird season. What a what a just strange season overall.
1: <laughs> um, it was it. I mean, we've said it before. I, regardless of these last five games, I think it's still number one. My least favorite season as a Denver Broncos <laughs> fan. Um and you know there has to be those I mean out of all the seasons oh, man. That, you're going to have ten, your favorites.
0: But that's 2010 um, 10 season season 4 and 12 is painful. But like you said we were supposed to not be very good that year so.
1: Yeah, it was I mean I hate that it was expected. But this team had had this team had way more talent, uh, just all around talent than the 2010 team in my opinion. Yeah, oh yeah, and easily and the way it started and the way the last just 2 years went i mean it's been it's been painful but um we've stuck through it you know together and as broncos country has done for you know the majority of their time as a franchise our fan base has been very good and uh i'm thrilled that i'm thrilled that we have good things to look forward to cuz boy it would be it would be tough talking about an alternative.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think Broncos country has every reason to be optimistic and excited going into 2020 in the future. I think the next decade is going to be good for the Broncos. I think they're on the right track um, for yeah. sure. I mean, just think we started the decade out at Josh McDaniels as our head coach. Um,
1: That's hard to believe. Isn't it? That's, I mean, it's. Makes me kind of sick.
0: I mean, you just look back, you know, you saw the McDaniels era was a. Trash shoot and the John Fox era was interesting. I mean, it was pretty much the Peyton Peyton Manning era, but also with the Tim Tebow year. So you had uh, four AFC West division titles and a Super Bowl runner up in an AFC Championship, of course. But uh, that was an interesting era, a fun era. Um, And then you had the short lived Gary Kubiak, the two year era which I yep. still think that set the Broncos back for a while because I definitely didn't – I well, I know that they didn't think they were only going to get two years coaching out of him. Um,
1: I know. and then If that, he could have stayed healthy, I, I actually think he could have been one of the better Broncos coaches ever, but yep. his health just impacted his well, I mean, Look, look at it cool. at this way.
0: He's one of two Broncos coaches ever to be a Super Bowl champion coach. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a great point.
0: And then you had the Vance Joseph era, which was just awful. In now yeah. the Vic Fangio era that looks like it's on the upswing. So,
1: Yeah, of, I love seeing his, some emotion from him in the locker room after the game.
0: Yeah, I like his uh, post-game uh, speeches in the locker room after a win. It's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. He does a good job, mm-hmm. and I think the players love playing for him. And, and I think hats off to him and his staff. I thought they came a long way this year, including Rich Scangar- Scangarilla, who we ripped more times than not on this podcast. But I thought especially Rightfully the last five so. games, he uh, – he improved a lot as a play caller so i'm optimistic for him going into next year
1: he did and we this team needs some continuity in the coaching room and and the front office and the ownership they they need you know everything that could possibly be good coming together right now i do feel like is happening so um that continuity is good. It's important for for a team. Um, you know the Patriots are where they're at because of the continuity that that, that they've had. So, um, not saying we're building in, <laughs> you know, ourselves in the Patriots, but but continuity is important. That's that's my point.
0: Yep. And it just felt good to get that win yesterday over the Raiders. I I wasn't feeling too confident when the Raiders were going for two, and I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. This is how the season's going to end, and how Oakland's going to finish their last game. But thankfully, uh, Shelby Harris got his hands up.
1: Yeah, that would have been really really yeah. crappy and interesting stat here to continue to poop on the Raiders as they <laughs> leave Oakland. I wish them no luck as they move to no, Vegas. No, no, no. Um I'll get to them in just a second as a whole because I just I'm so disgusted with the Oakland Raiders. I'm so I don't know. I have nothing good to say about them. <laughs> However, here's an interesting stat. Derek Carr has 55 losses, the second most ever. For a quarterback in his first six seasons. Yep. Behind only his brother.
0: Yep, I they, saw that yesterday. Pretty incredible. That
1: is incredible. Yep. I mean, talk about a guy that I don't know how he's lasted as long as he has there. He was good. I there was a point that I even said, Well, I'd love the Broncos to go get him but you could tell that I think him and Gruden might be done, man.
0: Yeah, I think I think Gruden wants somebody else, but I don't know if it's gonna happen this next year or what, but yeah, yesterday was his well, best.
1: He's played all year. Yeah, it sure was. He almost threw for 400 yards. I mean, he hadn't uh, thrown
0: for over 300, I don't believe, till yesterday. Wow. And, wow. Um, yeah, did, did, did you know Gruden's overall record as a head coach is only two now, as of yesterday's loss, is only two games above 500, and his overall record against Denver is 3-11? <laughs> I love that. You know, he's not a good NFL the, coach. He is so no, overhyped due to all those years in the booth on Monday Night Football, which he was fantastic at. But yeah. he's just so overhyped. I, but he's so fun well, to cheer against. So
1: fun to cheer exactly. against. Exactly, and his personality is—he's more he's
0: fun to cheer against than Andy Reid.
1: Oh, you know, Andy, Andy Reid's Reed. I mean, a good dude, but exactly. I I wish Andy Reid nothing but losing in the playoffs. However, he's a good dude.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Well said. Well said.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: No, the Raiders are uh, dirty. They've never changed. They they signed criminals. They've never changed their ways they're never going to the move to vegas isn't going to change anything they're always going to be the raiders they're undisciplined yep. they're stupid i mean if yep. it, they beat the broncos in every statistic yesterday pretty much except the one that matters most the final score
1: yeah yeah Th- thank you for saying that because that was very well stated the raiders that is who they are they're a stupid organization run by stupid people who <laughs> don't care <laughs> they don't they don't care about anything but just win, baby. God. Interests. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. All I can say is if our owner looked anything, half of what <laughs> Mark Davis looks like, I'd be I'd want to vomit every Sunday.
0: <laughs> and then you got good old Mayock. So GM, <laughs> he's annoying. Yeah. He's so annoying. And
1: Oh, he is. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Vegas will be very fun to go to. We're going to fill that place up in orange, but.
0: Isn't it fitting it, that thing looks like the Death Star off Star Wars?
1: It really does. It's pretty dang cool. I, th- I hate to it admit it. It is cool,
0: but I'm just saying they did that on purpose. They know they're the evil empire or the dark side or whatever you want to call oh, it. Oh, they did. So, they totally did. Yeah.
1: Um, and, you know, I, I hope they retain some of the tradition that the Oakland Raiders have been. I mean, that it, it's, it's fun for the NFL to have that.
0: I think a lot of their fans will st- still be going to games because a lot of their fans in Oakland would fly in.
1: Yeah, for games. Yeah, so, they sure would. You know, and I think it's still going to be pretty hostile. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will have the same aura. Agree. that Oakland can't. had. I mean, it just can't. No, and it was so crappy. And I, I don't know. I, I love you know seeing it, but I got to tell you, man, it's it's a dangerous place. I mean, it's nobody, nobody really talks about that on TV. They glamorize it as this really cool place but it is i mean these people are terrible human beings i'm serious like they're not good people (laughs)
0: yeah you know i I know you've you hit on that after you went out there for the week one monday night game the season opener this year and really every everywhere you read it's oakland and philadelphia the two dangerous stadium environments to go to as an away fan and no fan should ever feel threatened watching a pro football game
1: no no there's a way there's a way to be hostile without you yeah, know, you can
0: rib somebody and have fun heckling them a little bit, but yeah, keep it keep it classy. I mean, you know, keep it. There's a certain line you don't cross.
1: I agree, but, and I feel like I feel like Denver is a little too soft at times. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, it's a great environment. I mean, people love coming to Denver because it's uh, they have no chance of getting beat up. <laughs>
0: well, and, and I think you can say that for all of the uh, Colorado franchises: the Nuggets, the Rockies, yeah. the Avs. It's it's you know I've been to games of those, not I haven't been to Nuggets games, but I've been to Avs Games and Rockies games with you and seen opposing fans all over the place and never seen a problem.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. So no, it's I mean I wish we were a little a little tougher mm-hmm. on away fans, but uh, at the same time I would never want to be Yeah, you don't want to be known as
0: them in the black holes. So it will be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting to see if that impacts the rivalries at all within the AFC West. This move it's gonna be Yeah and,
1: and like you said, uh, there's some things probably changing. I mean, Phillip Rivers is probably gone in L.A., and uh, Derek Carr might be gone in Oakland. I mean, the, yep. the division's changing, so it's going to yep. be interesting. Uh, and the
0: Chiefs will stay intact for a little longer, but their window's pretty small as far as if they can afford all these guys. So Yeah. So they yeah. They, they need to take advantage of it and try to win now. So.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Any final thoughts, Jeff, as we wrap up uh, the 2019 season on the Orange Weekly postgame podcast?
1: Well, I, I would only say it's nice to end on a high note. Um, I expect a lot of things out of this team, and they. I'm glad they found a way to turn the corner. Uh, John Elway has a lot to be thankful for, and Drew Locke. <laughs> um, and, uh, I don't know, hopefully we build off this in a very positive way, and I think all, everything is set up to where we should be able to build this team into a contending team sooner rather than later.
0: Yep. Well said. I, I couldn't put it better myself, really. So, uh, Well, Jeff, it's been fun, again, this season, doing these podcasts with you. Really appreciate and um, thankful that you uh, agreed to hop on here every week, help me out. Really appreciate getting your insights. fun to talk to you and give uh, Broncos country – my thoughts and hear your thoughts and uh, hope everybody enjoyed the podcast this year. Keep checking out content from orange weekly. Like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter at orange weekly subscribe, tell your friends, tell all Broncos country because uh, even though there's an off season, the season doesn't really stop. There's always news and topics to be talked about when it comes to Denver Broncos football, but uh, let's sign off with uh, one more good go Broncos, Jeff
1: go broncos tanner
0: well said my friend go broncos thanks for listening everybody have a great and safe new year